This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This weekend... Um, saw pride celebrations taking over downtown Calgary. There were pride festivities all over the province last week. Uh, some of them, as you probably heard, marred by incidents of intolerance to be charitable. Um, four kids dumped, I don't know, some, like a, like a trapping lure scent or something in the middle of a pride event in Fort McLeod. Four kids charged there. Um, this, of course, is the latest front to be opened in the culture war, right? Um, and until something new comes along, it will continue to be the focal point of today's thing to be outraged by. It, 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 we, we've moved through a number of different things that suddenly become the focal point uh, of the culture war. And it's been LGBTQ issues for, for some time now. And not just in Alberta, not just in Canada. It all starts in the United States, spills over the border here. And what we've seen, a lot of what's happening here now is following a bunch of anti-LGBTQ plus actions that we've seen in the United States. So much so um, that you may have heard last week, Canadian Global Affairs issued a warning to Canadians traveling to some parts of the United States to be aware of some of the issues taking place in that country, to find out what that means. And you know what? Let's not downplay the issues that we have in this country either. We're going to speak now um, with Andrew Shabados, who is a PhD student in philosophy, sociology, social justice at the University of Windsor. Andrew, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time today. Thank you very much for having me. So this warning, this action, uh, the government, uh, at least saying they took this primarily because of legislative action that was seen in the United States, right? That was the focal point of the warning. Correct. And uh, and I think sometimes the difficulty that we have here north of the border is, so our government has very favorable policy, and there's a kind of feeling sometimes settles in in our society that at least we're not that bad. And we kind of take a blind eye to what their lived experiences here north of the border is. And so it did start from that. From the uh, and it is a, a scary time. I think if you're an LGBTQ person, uh, with what's going on in the United States, and is that going to come up north of the border? And so, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, and I mean, if you, if you take a look at this anti-LGBTQ culture war, and that's what it is, pure and simple, it's yeah. become um, sort of the latest front in the culture war. It's happening everywhere, including outside right. the U.S. and including in Canada. Yes, correct. And I think that uh, we. Just because the government sets a policy doesn't mean it's settled. And I think that's an important yeah. thing for us to realize is that there's still a lot of work to do here in Canada because these people, this this uh, group of people, face risk every day, even in Canada. Um, and so we have to be on guard about that. You make a really good point because we talk about policy and, um, you know, what we say as a country and that is part of our policy right i mean it, yeah. it, it, if we're even our immigration policy you name it as a as a government policy we are lgbtq tolerant and friendly right correct that's exactly right and that makes us attractive to people sure yeah and um and i i applaud the government for doing that i think that's the my personal feeling that's the right way to go uh we want to be open for people who uh face uh security 
issues in their country of origin. So, yeah, official policy is very positive, very attractive. And we just need to work so society lives up to that. Yeah, exactly. That's what we need to talk about, right? But, I mean, do, do we do enough in that area? Obviously not. I mean, even with the policy itself, there are still barriers. There are still things that we don't do well around that policy at an official level, right? Yeah, that's correct. Because there's still a number of... When we think about the history of Canada, it's a white, heteronormative ideology that dominates and that that filters through even um in the highest levels uh immigration agents uh and and so on that it makes it difficult for people who are kind of outside of that normative uh form it makes it difficult for them um and we have to understand that 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 there's certain um in all levels of society, there there are stereotypes that are used against uh, groups of people that don't fit the norm. So, as I mentioned earlier, and as you mentioned, we're, this is not some ultra-tolerant panacea. Canada, you know, we like to talk about how we are, but we know there is lots of homophobia. There's lots of intolerance right. in this country. We see examples all the time. Um, right. What do we need to do to make that better, you know, out, outside of the official policy and conversation, but just societally? Yeah, well, I think this is one of the things that uh, the government sets a policy, but nobody should feel that this is now settled and the rest right. of society is accepting it because it's just not happening. And and we see this in other areas too, but it's just not happening with LGBTQ people. And so one of the positive things that the government did was partnering with Rainbow Railroad. And one of the things that Rainbow Railroad will help do is channel uh, LGBTQ refugees to LGBTQ-friendly resources. Um, so they'll have access to it. But I think there needs to be a constant uh, messaging that the way we stereotype people needs to be challenged the way uh we feel people should fit into certain roles needs to constantly be challenged it's more than just policy there needs to be a direct counter to the dominant ideology that we've experienced what about um you know building community building supports i think you know especially when we're talking about the newcomers that you mentioned um it's sort of you have maybe it's an ethnic you're living in a neighborhood where you've got that kind of built-in community that kind of support we don't necessarily have that when it comes to lgbtq no that's one of the difficulties they have if they if they are being um in fear of their lives in their country of origin just coming into uh, a new country and and being channeled toward their inethnic community isn't necessarily a safe right, yeah. uh, place for them. And so they, they really run a lot of risk because you have um, racism from the dominant white, you have sexism, and then you have like this anti-LGBTQ stance that's in a lot of areas of society. And mm-hmm. so finding this community for them is, is difficult. And many of them choose rather or maybe have to make a choice between hiding their sexual status so they can find community or living open and being denied that community. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's such an interesting conversation, and I don't know where it goes from here. I think that's part of the concern, Andrew, is that it has become... Um, part of this irrational culture war 
you know uh right. and i think that's another thing that we need to be really aware of is the fact that it's now been sucked into that vortex where it's mm-hmm. only going to get only going to get worse i think yeah i think you're seeing like you mentioned um some actions that took place in uh, the province of alberta and i think you're starting to see even people being more um open and brave with their anti-LGBTQ sentiments yeah, yeah. than maybe you would have seen 15 years ago. And so it is a dangerous time that we're uh, that we're looking at. And so I think we just have to be vigilant, those of us who are allies, and speak up and challenge those, those uh, irrational um, ways of thinking that you've put it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's... Uh that's uh, important on all of us. Uh, Andrew, thanks so much for being here. I do appreciate your time today. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the great white north and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.